he went on Conan, but he had this big bird on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Conan would be like, Will, uh, I gotta say, there's what's going on with, with the bird here? There's a bird on your shoulder. And then Will would be like, I don't know what you're talking about, Conan. And then Conan would be like, come on, there's a, everybody sees there's a bird on your shoulder. And then, then Will goes, listen, Conan. <laughs> I'm here to talk about my work, talk about my movie. Anything else outside of that? It's not really anybody's business, <laughs> and I'm not comfortable talking about it. <laughs> Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost podcast. Today is the weekly chat, and I want to start off with a little celebration. We finally hit 500,000 followers on TikTok. That's right. I totally forgot about that, and I posted a great uh, tweet on Twitter where I posted the screenshot of our bio with the 500,000 next to our username and everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. And then next to it, I put the photo of Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette outside the building like, <laughs> because it's like, finally, because... I had no idea, and like you've all known about our TikTok algorithm problems in terms of being shadow banned. The past year, the, yeah. The lack of exposure we've gotten the last 12 I months. I still get DMs from people sometimes. They'll be like, hey, I finally saw you on my For You page. And I'm like, wow, it's nice to hear that. Because we probably got to 400,000 followers on TikTok in the first 9 to 12 months of our show. Easy. Which was in 2021, we hit that mark. It was like no problem at all. We were cruising. And then it took we us. We projected that we were going to have 3 million by now. Easily. Yeah. That we're was like, our projection. We're based like, on we're going to be growth. rich. Based on, based on the growth, we were like, oh, 3, 000, 3 million, easy, no problem. But then to get from 400,000 to 500,000 on TikTok, it took us the last two years to get there. Yeah. And at first we thought it was, I mean, obviously we were getting in trouble here and there because TikTok's algorithm with the managerial change and the business change, they changed things with about what they were allowing on the platform and you've what they changed things you've changed forever. things forever <laughs> and also they had to they had to change their operations because they got a lot of flack and heat because of what they were exposing kids to in terms of graphic imagery sexual content stuff like that on tiktok so they made big changes and that affected us because we had done so much content on tiktok with violence with blood with gun firing, with... I mean, we never really... Punches. Hit, yeah, punches. We never... Clip, clips of yeah, movies. Yeah, but we never show, showed any explicit content at all. Sometimes it'd be like a character, like a guy yeah. character with a shirt off, but and like, that was getting yeah, flagged for yeah. sexual content. We once got flagged for sexual content for a Home Alone clip because of uh, there was a shot, uh, a picture I used of Macaulay Culkin doing his hair in the mirror, but he doesn't have a shirt on, and that got flagged for insensitive content in, like... Like, it was just like, a, I had to delete that immediately. Should the movie be NC-17? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, so we we were affected because of our previous content we had already posted. And when TikTok TikTok's algorithm made adjustments about what they were allowing, that really affected us. We got a bunch of shadow bands. Sometimes they would last a month. Sometimes they would last even longer. There's a few times where we couldn't even post for yeah. days at a time. Yeah, we got in trouble so bad where they wouldn't even let you... Um, interact with the app at all you couldn't like a, anything you couldn't even comment so we were th at points restricted from even in interacting on the app at all and we never really knew how long these shadow bands would last sometimes they would just t last a couple of days and then we could go viral again but sometimes it seemed to be like they would last weeks and weeks and weeks and there's no telling when they would like basically turn the green light on for you again and so that's what we've been dealing with for the past year and then also we've been doing some research and people have figured out that the algorithm also sets these kind of shadow bands on creators when they're approaching major milestones. So 100K, so 10,000, 100K, 
250,000, 500K, and then a million are like the main big milestones. And so TikTok will actually um, kind of shadow ban your, the creator's account when they're approaching one of these milestones in an effort to get that creator to kind of panic and create more content than ever because they're, oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost at 250,000. I just need to make more videos. I need to keep making more videos. So it's kind of like this evil process that they've put into their algorithm that makes creators kind of go crazy when they're approaching a milestone. And that's basically what's been happening to us for like the last six months, I would say. It took, we were at like 485 six months ago, I feel like. it. We were, we were in the, four, we were in the mid 480s for a very long time and it didn't seem like we were ever rising in terms of following count rise, at all rise it seemed like it, <laughs> i feel i swear to god we were, but i swear to god we were at 467,000 for I, I, months i swear to god that i every time i went on tiktok for months it was always 467,000 i'm like are we ever going to get more followers <laughs> so that absolutely has to have been what happened to us because in the past week we got like 4,000 followers as we were just about to hit the 500k milestone so it seems like maybe that definitely had a lot of credence to it. And I would say based upon all the research I've done, all the stories and rumors I've heard, it seems to be true that that's what TikTok does to creators when they approach milestones. I've always been so curious what the back end looks like for these social media companies on their side. So the back end meaning like the back end of the website where the coding is, where the profiles are. So basically when you're looking at a website, Usually that, that website's operated by something like Magento or whatever the social media program they're using if they de develop their own. That's where the, the creators, or I mean the people that work at the company can log in and see like the, the blueprints of everything. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I was always curious what happens when they quote unquote shadow ban accounts, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, what happens when they promote specific accounts? Like what do they do? And I, I think that the Twitter file released this past year, mm -hmm. uh, last few months, they actually showed the background of like what happens to accounts when they're flagged for explicit content or disinformation, misinformation. They put these like, they put these like buttons on that user where it limits limits their exposure because yeah. they broke the the rules of whatever it was for Twitter's violation, and so they put the, they slapped like a like a label on it, uh -huh. like a like a button, 
in that limits your exposure or takes away your, your exposure completely. It's like or blacklisting it. Yeah. Basically. So I've always been curious what these social media apps look like in the back end. And the Twitter files really gave us a glimpse into, holy crap, that's actually what it looks like. So I'm assuming that our, our Raiders of Lost podcast account on TikTok specifically, whenever you're getting close to a milestone, they slap one of those buttons on you to limit your exposure or if we, all the times we've been flagged for violent content whether it's John Wick fighting somebody that we're showing a clip while we're talking about or, or explicit sexual content if it's like Matthew McConaughey with his shirt off which we've gotten flagged for something like that <laughs> it's like what's going on here I wonder if we you get slapped with those labels for like a week and then eventually it takes it off but we have to have accounts like that in the back end where they're putting these like buttons and restrictions on you for specific points of periods of time as well as they even had to have done it to our backup account because it was so bad in 2021 for us on TikTok. And we've we've changed in terms of like how much we care about TikTok. Of course, it's our, our great marketing tool for us. It's how a lot of people listening right now with Discover Us was on TikTok. So we're so grateful to everyone who, you know, made that conversion for us, taking a shot on us from moving from TikTok to going to our Instagram or going from TikTok to clicking that link and checking us out on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever you found us and listen to us now. So grateful for the audience we built. However, when we were so shadow banned so intensely, we made that backup account with our backup Raiders of the Lost podcast two. TikTok account. Raiders 2. <laughs> and at the same time, they would be shadow banned together. So yeah. they obviously knew that we had a second account, whoever was like running our back end account information, because I'm sure once you hit a specific level of how many followers you have and your exposure, you're getting put onto people's plates in terms of employees at the company of just kind of running the, a different the algorithm yeah, for you. Category. For, for the feed and everything. Yeah. I'm sure whatever labels were slapped on our main account, we get slapped on our backup account at the same exact time because I remember one time our backup account was popping because we had just made it. We crushed, we got to 70K in a matter of weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah. And then we got shadow banned on the main account. And at the same time, the shadow ban went to the backup account as we well. We were already shadow banned on the main before that. But we got another so, one. And that, yeah. And that's why we made the second, the backup, because that was when they were restricting us from even using the app. And so that's why we made the backup account. And then the same thing happened on the backup account where we're, we were absolutely crushing it like we did in 2020 when we first started. And then once again, it just they just pumped the brakes on it and it just like a brick wall and we couldn't move forward with, with followers. Yeah, the, so the Twitter files was really fascinating to see the back end of one of these social media companies that the public was always so curious about. I was always so curious about because I, I do have a little experience with HTML specifically with Magento. It's a website app, a website builder basically, and it, it functions websites. You're so smart, man. Uh, I'm not that smart. He's but, the um, IT guy. But I've always wondered what it looks like for a social media company when it comes to these parameters of restricting account, blocking account, shadow banning account, limiting their exposure. Mm -hmm. And it's literally just like, hey, there's a button right here. It's yeah. like a yellow button for don't show their content to new people, a red button for sh don't show their content to any people at all, all these different types of levels of exposure filtering. To be honest, the their, what they do by shadow banning you before a milestone, it actually had the reverse effect on us where we just got so frustrated with it where we just ended up just not focusing that much on TikTok because we found it to be kind of futile to keep putting so much effort into, I mean, we still obviously were making clips, but to post so much. We used to post four or five, six times a day on TikTok. And then it got to the point where we were putting, we were putting so much work into editing videos that were getting 2000 views tops, 3000 views. And it got to the point where we were just, we were just so frustrated with it that we stopped putting so much energy into it. So I think it kind of had the adverse effect that TikTok generally wants from creators. 
Uh, I'm sure that most of the time creators will kind of hit that and just go crazy creating content to finally hit that milestone, especially if they feel like their views are so down and they're panicking. So I suppose it must work usually, but for us, it was the, it was the opposite effect where we just got so frustrated by it. Fuck it. We were like, fuck this. <laughs> and, but it, it's, it's really, it's really nice to get that 500 K. It looks nice on the page. It really does. And it's just, it's, it, show, it does show it's, I mean, a half a million people fall, chose to follow our account. And that's really special. You know what I mean? 500, obviously we don't get the views. It's not like every time we post a video of 500,000 people see it. TikTok works differently from Instagram where even if you follow a creator, you're not going to see their most recent posts. You're still only seeing things that the algorithm is directing towards you based upon who you are, your personality, and what you look at online. So that is how TikTok, it operates very differently from any other social media service where if you follow 200 people on Instagram, you're going to see the most recent posts of those people. TikTok is actually the opposite. It's always most popular content and the most relevant content for you. So even though that many people follow us, if we post a clip, it rarely gets to even half that audience. Even even if a clip goes viral, it very rarely hits a lot of our audience. It's a lot from it's, people discovering us yeah, that aren't followers. Yeah, it's basically for you, Paige. It's so interesting how arbitrary numbers really are, but how important milestones are. And not just with social media, because what's really diff the difference between having 499,000 followers versus 500,000 followers? Aesthetically, yeah, the 500,000 looks better, but you still have roughly the same amount of people. It's just that number. The same thing like translates to sports, specifically something like baseball. Like It's so important to be like a 30 for 30 guy in the big yeah. leagues. Like, you get like a Hit bigger that, yeah. contract but like what's the difference between a 30 for 30 guy and someone who has 29 28 it's not that big of a difference in terms of, i mean 30 stolen bases 30 home runs that's what i mean by 30 for 30 it's human psychology in in terms of numbers that's why i mean pretty much everything you you buy as a product in america the price is always one cent let down so they're not advertising a product for 50 dollars. they're advertising it for 49.99 or or 68.99 like you're not they, they never, companies, shops, stores, corporations, they never market products as like a base, as like a, an even number. It's always going to be something dot 98 cents, 99 cents, 97 cents, because subconsciously we know it's the same price, especially when you factor in tax. Like there's really no difference between 49.97 and $50, but they're not, you, you don't see products listed for $50. You always see 49.97 subconsciously it just makes us more. It makes us think that, oh, this is cheaper. It's a better deal. Well, Anthony, it's like it's like eight cents cheaper. But we're getting ten of them. But we're eight, intelligent people. We know there's really no difference. But subconsciously, it just feels better to purchase it because it's more of a feeling that it creates. Of like, you're not thinking like, oh, I'm saving three cents. I'm gonna buy it. That's not. <laughs> nobody thinks that. But it just looks better, and it looks less. And that's how. I mean, that's how capitalism kind of tricks us in that way with um products being sold to us that's like the exact op that's the opposite kind of of the 30 for 30 where yeah you have to hit that 30 for 30 to get that big paycheck but like the, they're advertising 49 49.99 to 50 exactly to yeah. entice you to buy now the tiktok stuff it, it's so interesting because when we were we, we really stopped like we, it's not that we gave up on tiktok it's just we stopped caring in terms of spending so much time on it and really pushing hard on the content creation because we would do like five or six clips a day on TikTok. Every time we made an episode, we would make like seven to 10 clips per episode and that would be our main marketing tool for new content, for new episodes that we post on the podcast every week. 
And it got to the point where where he was talking about like we were just like posting like once a day now. That's pretty much it. We post once a day on TikTok, sometimes twice a day, if that. And it's a lot better for our mental health, I think, for sure, to yeah. be off TikTok less because it, it's a lot of work when you have a bunch of clips that you're uploading and doing all the hashtags and the tagging and everything like the music. that. And, and, and like planning it out, the text. It, it takes a lot of time, but also every time you have to go on to TikTok to like make a post, you, you get sucked into something. So I like being on TikTok a lot less. And it got to that point where we're making so much less money on TikTok than we used to when we first started. We were making, I remember our first, when we started getting popular on TikTok, we were making like $1,400 a month. A lot. On we were TikTok. making a lot. Making bank. Now we make what? 200 a month on TikTok? 100 to 200 depends. On a good month yeah, for yeah. us is $200, yeah, $200 that's, a that's month. The, that's the high end. And that's because our exposure has been so limited. We were getting- But also they, they reduced the amount of payment yeah. for everyone. Plus, there's so many more creators since we started. So yeah. there's a huge comp- – the competition's absolutely absurd on TikTok. Yeah. It's the most popular app used on the planet for social media. And we just kind of were like, what's the point? And we're fortunate enough that TikTok isn't our bread and butter. TikTok is not where we make our income. It's not our biggest pla- – it's our most – it's our biggest following, yeah. But a lot of these people that only have TikTok, like that's it. You can imagine for them – once they're getting close to a milestone and they're getting restricted and their exposure is getting limited, they're panicking their asses off because yeah. like, oh my God, like I'm not getting any views and I'm trying to hit this milestone, but how am I supposed to get this milestone if I don't make any views? I got to make more content. Let me Google what's going on. These people who, you know, they don't have anything but the TikTok account that they've created. They're a TikTok following, whereas we have the podcast following. TikTok is, we're not TikTokers, we're podcasters yeah. and film analyzers and critics. That's what we we're, do. We're not, like, I wouldn't label us as creators, we're podcasters. Well, we're, we're still yeah. creators because yeah. we create content, yeah. but we're podcasters first. That's, yeah. what, that's what's different yeah, yeah. about yeah. us. And so we still have the Instagram account, but we have the YouTube account, which is so, that's why it was so important to film every episode we've ever done and make the YouTube channel as important to our, sh- to our business and our show as any of the social media apps. So we have so many apps and sources of audience and exposure to fall back onto where it got to the point where we're like, it's just, it's just TikTok. Like, it's not that big of a deal to us anymore. And we also learned that Instagram is a, a much better platform for us with connecting to our people who actually listen to our podcast because we've discovered, like, pr- we discovered pretty quickly that a lot of people who follow us on TikTok, they are still unaware that we are like a fully fledged like podcast. And I think that, because TikTok is so heavily used by a lot of creators now, a lot of people, when they look at our TikTok, they think that that's the podcast. They think they think our podcast is just us on TikTok. And I mean, that's pretty common nowadays. So, but we've discovered that our Instagram following are people who like really support our show and in terms of it being a show, in terms of it being a podcast. And we learned that it's more important for us to connect with people on Instagram because those are people who really listen to our podcast uh, daily, weekly, uh, whatever, and it's not. They're not just following us for our TikTok clips. They're they're following us to connect to the show, to to follow the show, to follow the podcast. So we also discovered that uh, I think Instagram is a more valuable um, asset to us for in social media, not in terms of growth, but in terms of being able to have a dialogue with people who actually listen to the show. Yeah, and the conversion rate is a lot better in terms of people who follow us on Instagram. They're more likely to listen to our show or watch our show. That's pretty much why they follow us on Instagram, in yeah. addition to liking our content that we post on there as well. But also, you know, we're, we're, if we had the conversion rate from Instagram on TikTok, I would have that Porsche. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, would only, I would not just have the Corolla, <laughs> the LE Corolla. All right. It's a luxury Corolla. Limited edition. <laughs> they only made two million of them. 
That's it. <laughs> but they'll never make another one, Anthony. <laughs> Only two million people have my car. It's an LE, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> the conversion rate on Instagram is way higher in terms of interaction, engagement, and actually people going to listen to our show and watch our show. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, but we hit ten thousand on Instagram. And that was a that was awesome because now we're growing even faster than before that. I was more excited about ten thousand on Instagram than I was about five hundred k on TikTok. It's so hard to get yeah. Instagram followers. It's like pulling teeth, honestly. Because we've never once paid for a single follow or anything. We've never done that, and so we've always really been adamant of only organic growth on every platform on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Never paid for really advertising, never paid for followers, never done any of that. We're legit. We're, it, we're legit. Yeah, so it, it's tough to get followers Home, on Instagram. Homegrown following. It is tough, but that's why it's so dense with people who actually enjoy the show and love movies and and actually like like listening to us because yeah. it's people who actually follow us because they wanted to follow us versus a bunch of random spam accounts that you pay for which <laughs> ruins your numbers and then you see these accounts on there that have like 22,000 followers on Instagram and they post a photo and they get like 17 likes it's like there's something going yes. on here you can really tell with videos if people have a fake following they'll have 100k followers but then they'll post a reel and it'll get like 200 views it's like there's no way you have that audience for real. So, um, I guess you should post more booty pics, Jim. I've never posted that'll, a booty pic. That'll get us some more Instagram followers. Well, I don't want to blow up too much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm very happy we got 500k. It's a nice milestone to be to, to be passed, and hopefully, because I still I still think that TikTok is an extremely valuable asset to us. And like you said. So many people discovered us on TikTok, so we still need to be push that as much as we can. But it isn't. We have let up on it, and I swear to God, like my mental health is so much better than it was two years ago. And the thing with TikTok is sometimes we have really good weeks, sometimes we have bad weeks, sometimes we have clips that just pop off. Like I made a Last of Us clip a week and a half ago. It got six million followers. That person over the edge of five hundred views. I mean, six million views. I wish it was six million followers. Six million views. That popped us over the edge for five hundred thousand. Really, yeah, that, yeah. that that one carried us over that milestone. But then, like, but but like. We're not trying like as hard as we used to for TikTok exactly. anymore. We, I used to, we used to waste a lot of time. Well, not waste a lot of time, but spend a lot of time making those TikTok clips because we thought that TikTok was the end all be all. But Instagram is just as important to us now. YouTube has always been as important. And just you know, and now we're actually our Spotify is growing through Spotify. You know, you know what I mean. It's it's like the Spotify is growing amongst the Spotify app. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. like we're being featured more heavily and discover pages on that app and it's completely it has nothing to do with tiktok or instagram so uh, I, I like that and i think apple has always been a strong um avenue for our show to get broadcast and publicly seen on those discover pages on that app as yeah. well yeah the spotify thing's cool because we spotify has always been it's either apple podcast or spotify that's usually where people listen to you on podcasts you'll get very limited views on like Castbox, amazon music google podcasts Amazon Music. People don't really listen to podcasts very much on those. So like those three apps combined probably account for like two percent of our downloads. Yeah, I've 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 seen that. It's basically countries in which Spotify and Apple aren't available. They'll use Google Podcasts. Mostly, yeah, yeah. Some people are randomly just on. They just use Google Podcasts because mm -hmm. they like it. it is some what do. It is. Yeah, some do. Yeah. But the majority. Let me pull up our analytics right now because you can. We can actually see the percentage breakdown of our audience. This is turned into an analytical breakdown episode. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so Spotify for us. 
It used to always be around 8 to 10, 12%. Now it's up to 20% of our downloads are coming from Spotify, sometimes more depending on the week, which is really cool. 70% of our downloads come from the United States, 10% the United, United Kingdom, 7% Canada, 4% Australia, 1% Ireland, 1% Sweden, and then less 1% for next up is Iceland, Netherlands, Germany, Spain, Denmark, Mexico, South Africa, Italy, Thailand, Finland, Switzerland, Belgium, France, Portugal, India, Honduras. A lot of people in India listen to us, watch us on YouTube, actually. We're huge. Though. We have a huge, um, e- uh, I would say, Asian and Middle Eastern following on YouTube Definitely. now. Uh, Honduras, Austria, Saudi Arabia, uh, United Arab Emirates, Philippines, Kenya, Israel, Poland, Peru. People are listening to us all over the world, which is so damn cool. Amazing. Yeah. Dominican Republic, Afghanistan, Nigeria, Puerto Rico, Romania, Ethiopia, Colombia, Taiwan, Indonesia, Russia, South Korea, Curaçao, Singapore. It's it's nuts when you see the list of. It's so cool. Somehow someone's listening to us in Hong Kong too because they're so controlled restricted. Yeah, with their internet access. Do they? I don't even think they have Spotify in Hong Kong. Korea is that no not not even South Korea it just says Korea Korea really? it must be South Korea though I guess I doubt they have Spotify in North Korea there's no way they do no unless, way unless like Kim Jong Un listens to us <laughs> yeah he's he would be the only one who could have access to it <laughs> Raiders fan for life <laughs> oh my god but yeah it's really fascinating to see like the demographic breakdown in terms of where people are listening to around the world as well as the platforms that people actually are listening to you on as well. Yeah. So however you listen, thank you for listening. We're so making You make us a part of your daily or weekly lives. It's and you terrific. Can, in, I'm on the analytics right now. The last, you can see the top played episodes of all time. All time? Well, for the last. Since we moved over to Anchor. Since we moved over to Anchor, which was in, what was it, July last year? Uh, yeah, late summer last year. Let me see. I think it was. I think it was the fall, actually. Yeah, maybe. The Boys, seasons one through three review is number one. Stranger, Stranger Things, Things is t- Star Wars, Voldemort, Stranger Things 4, Nope, The Batman vs. The Best Batman vs. The Best Bruce Wayne, Thor, Love and Thunder Review, Christopher Nolan's Use of Time, Stranger Things. So lots of TV, actually. That's why I've been trying to put more TV into the show. Because yeah, yeah. It's important. It's important. We, well, should do, we should do True Detective season one soon. For sure. Absolutely, I man. think that would be, I think we should do that soon. I would love to do that It'd because be that is such an iconic season of television, and people still talk about it. We could break. We could do a lot breaking that down. I, and I, I would like. I'm, I'm curious to watch it again too. I've only seen it one time through, so I'd love to watch it again. What seven years removed or so? It's been a while, yeah. yeah. Since 20, 2016, 2015 that came out. So quite a long Something time like ago. That. Man, that was such a cool show. Also, um, what's going on this week in LA is the weather has been a little crazy, but I do want to clear something up. I got a ton of texts and a ton of DMs of people asking me if it was snowing in LA, and it is. It was not snowing in LA. It was raining in LA. Now, it was snowing about, I would say, 45 minutes north of us, kind of, I would say, still LA County, but like I got sent a ton of videos of people um, showing snow and saying it was LA. It might have been L.A. County, but it wasn't like Los Angeles. It wasn't snowing. It was raining. Um, it did snow in San Diego for the first time, and I think in many decades, which is bizarre. But it was snowing just just north of us uh, for a couple of days this past week. It was pretty wild. But um, what did happen in L.A. was severe flooding in a, a couple of the cities. Burbank, Studio City experienced a ton of flooding. The L.A. River was like overflowing in some places, but it was mo- it was all just rain. It wasn't it wasn't like snowing in L.A. It was snowing in the northern tip of L.A. County. I would yeah, say it was not cold enough to yeah, snow. It was just it was forty five. Yeah, we got some hail. 
but it, it never hit below freezing for temperature. It was 40, 41 for like the low. Yeah, with the in the during the day. Yeah, during, during the day. Like yeah. it's it's got to be pretty cold. Yeah. But there was I, I wish it what I wish it did snow, but it did not snow in LA, not in Los Angeles. That would be cool, man. Yeah. That would be a trip. I heard San Diego got snow. Yeah, they got a lot of snow. San Diego for sure snowed. That's insane. Yeah. But um, mom kept sending me videos. I'm like, oh no, it's not. It's not happening here. <laughs> it's just rain here. <laughs> well, New England's been having crazy weather because I was talking to mom and she said that, like, in February for like two weeks straight they had like oddly warm weather. It was mm-hmm. like springtime almost. Like the sun's out. It's like well, the sun's out in the winter, but it was like 60s mm-hmm. and 50s for like two weeks straight. But now like the snow is here, the rain is here, the Ugh. cold is here. So they're just just locked up, just shoveling. That makes snow. it worse to have like that that glimpse and it's glimmer a of heat. Yeah, New England's crazy. It's always been like that for us growing up, where like you don't know what the weather's gonna be like the next day or it, that day. It can you be, have to look in the morning. It can be February and it can be like 80 degrees, but then the next day it can be a blizzard. Yeah, I remember one year. It was April, April Fools. Like uh, the whole end of March, it, it starts to warm up a little bit, and we thought the winter yeah, was over. Yeah, baseball season yeah. in March. Yeah, that's when it starts. Yeah, kind of like pre pre baseball. Yeah, that's training. when you start playing. Yeah. Yeah. And then April Fools one year, we got a crazy like two foot blizzard, and it was just like, are you, are you effing kidding me? It's, it's fucking it, April. It's April. It's April. Four months into the year, and still getting snow. But you I just mean, never know. Yeah. But then it melted two days later. Yeah. And then, but in, when you live in LA, I mean, you don't even look at the weather. It used to be. In the East Coast, and I'm sure in many other regions of the states, you would you would wake up and even though you you could tell what the weather was like outside, you'd still have to check the weather app to just see what exactly is going to happen today. Even if you looked at it yesterday, yeah, yeah. you still got to check. Anything it Anything could happen. Like it, a rainstorm can come out of nowhere, or the sun will come out and it will warm up, or like it would just start snowing. And it, it is extremely unpredictable. So you would have to you would just check the weather. It became habit. Such a habitual part of your morning routine is to look at weather.com. But when you live in LA and 98% of the time it's the same weather, you never look at the app. You never look at weather. You never wonder what's going to happen. So that's, it's actually funny because when it does rain, it most of the time comes out of nowhere and people are often caught off guard and they are are never dressed for it, never prepared for it. Like I couldn't tell you how many times I've been like (laughs) outside or driving and then it starts raining. And then people are just running through the rain in t-shirts and tanks, and because they weren't, they didn't look at the weather. Because you don't have to out here for the most times. But so when it does rain, people are very rarely prepared for it. It's true. It's true. But I, I feel like being a, a a weather man or weather lady, like a meteorologist for LA, uh, for LA is the it's easiest the job. job. Easiest job. All you gotta do is wake, and clearly wake up and look outside. Whereas in New England or like in other wintry sit, uh, regions, it's like I don't fucking know what's gonna happen today. <laughs> it can it's, be 85 when you wake up, but then there can be a hailstorm at night. If you were a meteorologist in LA uh, for like a local news station, you could just record the weather. F- you could record your report for like two months straight yeah. in, one, in one day. <laughs> just change outfits and just record the same thing over and over again. It's gonna be 98 and humid. It's gonna be hot. As, it's gonna be hot as fuck there. It's gonna be hot as fuck there. It's gonna be hot as fuck right there. It's, <laughs> you know it's September. Their ratings must be so low. <laughs> That's why they got to report on murder every chance they well, get, and they got to get some very attractive woman to read the weather in LA because no one's watching the weather in LA. It does work though. Sometimes I'm at the gym and the meteorologist will just be doing the weather. I'll just, I'll just watch for like thirty seconds. <laughs> I can't I help mean, it. today. I'm like, can't help it. Wow. <laughs> can't, just being honest, I can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a great report. I can't hear it. <laughs> there's no text on the screen. There's no subtitles, but I'm really liking this report. She's an incredible journalist. <laughs> it's, it works. It works. It's, it's it true. is what it is. That's <laughs> like the, uh, the the meteorologist in Brazil. Whenever I see those like on Instagram oh, or something, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I got to move to Brazil, bro. <laughs> just to, wa- just, just to watch, just watch the weather, weather. channel. <laughs> so why would you move to Brazil? For, for the weather channel. <laughs> you know you could have streamed it anywhere. Yeah, it's still it's, better. It's different when you know you live there. Cause then you know you have a shot. <laughs> there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> One in a million. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Sick reference, bro. Swan- reference. Swanson Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> we should do that movie. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, I love that movie. It's a, it's a classic, man. They don't make them like that anymore. It's so funny. It really is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You know what comedy I recently watched for the very first time was Good Boys. Now, this was the Jonah Hill, I mean, Seth Rogen produced comedy. Oh, the kids. Starring the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jacob yeah. Tremblay, Tremblay yeah. and those other two uh, young kid actors. Whoever the fuck they are. I don't know their names. I just know Jacob Tremblay because, I mean, he's in the he's in Room. He's in a bu- he's actually in a bunch of movies. Yeah, he's in a bunch, yeah. And um, did, so he a, many. did he get a nomination for Room? No. Not for an Oscar. No. Probably like other something else. Probably like, like Independent Spirit Awards. he's something. really great in Room. He is, yeah, he's fantastic. So that movie, I'd always been curious about it. The trailer looked pretty funny. It's just these kids just cussing and just Super being, bad, but with 10-year-olds. That's what it yeah. is. It is yeah. literally super bad, except they're in sixth grade. The plots, the characters themselves, Jacob Tremblay, he plays Michael Cera, and then the kid with the spiky hair, he's Jonah Hill's character. Literally the, the same dialogue almost, the same personalities. Yeah. And then the other kid, he plays kind of like a, a, a Fogel kind of character. Wild card. Yeah, yeah a, a, wild a, a goofy wild card. card, like the nerdiest of the three. So the three characters are spot on the exact same as in Superbad. Yeah. And the plot's the same as Superbad too, except it's sixth grade, and there's yeah. like drugs involved. They have to get... They they have to like. They first they're trying to stop someone like these adults from stealing drugs. Or they actually accidentally get a hold of drugs. Then they have to get accident. drugs yeah. again, and it's the same exact script, same exact movie. Basically, it just doesn't have like the two cops that are ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's so it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's got some great moments, but it's also very corny. But for a rated R sixth grade comedy, I think it's pretty solid. But yeah, it yeah. literally is super. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this is literally super bad. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, after it came out, I think I watched it on VOD streaming. I thought it was pretty cute. And one of the main plot points of the movie is getting invited to a kissing party. Yeah. It's kind of like Evan and... Uh, what's his name? What are their names in the movie? Evan and... <sighs> Fogel, Evan... Oh, crap. I can't remember. So Michael Saren, Seth Rogen. Seth. Seth, yes. Yeah, Seth. <laughs> Jonah Hill, I mean. Not obviously. Jonah Hill. It's so Seth. Seth and Evan getting invited. So yeah, it's Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> my god, we're so dumb. Goofballs. <laughs> um, getting invited to the party. Like, oh my god, we just got invited to her party and everything. Yeah. She wants my dick in and around her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Iron Chef of Pounding Vosh. <laughs> Sex with a girl might be a possibility tonight. <laughs> it's basically the same plot, like getting to like a kissing oh party. Oh my god, it's in. It's like the <laughs> I think it's in. <laughs> I told her what time it is. <laughs> oh my god, Fogo, it's the coolest fucking story of all time. Can you tell us again? Um, it's ten fifteen. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. But oh, yeah, man. Good Boys is the exact same movie as Super Bad. Yeah. Not as memorable and won't live on forever in infamy like so I mean uh, <laughs> freaking the movie you love right super bad super bad you sorry. love it so much super you can't bad. think of the fucking Shut name up. you know how I get tongue twisted sometimes <laughs> all right man sometimes I'm, dude the Maximus I can't take this anymore man this is Maximus Gladiator helmet pretty soon it's going off your fucking forehead <laughs> I can see you try oh I'll try I'll nail it dude. <laughs> You'll have a concussion for days. <laughs> you go to jail, motherfucker. You gonna sue me? You hear that? You hear that? It's on tape. I don't care. I don't me. care, man. Workplace violence, man. Workplace assault. <laughs> we need to hit up HR. Yeah, we need we need an HR rep. What's that HR like digital company you can use? Or they just I don't know. This is one of those. I saw a commercial for it recently. You'd be in trouble right now. For what? It might not be a good idea to get them threatening you. Yeah. You're acting like threatening is like not that bad. Because <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, like, I'm not going to actually throw it off your face. Oh, I know you're not going to hit me with a, a metal object. <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, I I'm mean, sitting I'm sitting Indian style in my chair. I'm I, not scared. Yeah, I didn't mean to frighten you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Am I chill? <laughs> chill as a cucumber. Chill as a cucumber. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm baking a cake. <laughs> I'm in a bathrobe, bro. What are you wearing? <laughs> Suit and tie? <laughs> oh, my God. How many Rogan movies can we reference in this? <laughs> Man, there was a time where everything that guy made was so good and funny, but... He had a great run. He had a he really did. great it, run. It he happens did. a lot with comedic actors, I think, and filmmakers. It's, I mean, even Will Ferrell, he only he only had a run that lasted um, eight years. That yeah. was great. Because he's had so many misses and hits. Obviously, so many hits, but he's had plenty of misses. Because he's, he's still... Absolutely hysterical, but his just his quality of the movies they just taper down and just kind of just are on this downward trend since like 2012. Shooting shots though, yeah, yeah, I respect it. But a lot of comedic actors that happens to them. That's why like even like Steve Martin, his his film career kind of ended a while ago in terms of leading comedies. Yeah, he had in the late 90s, early 2000s, he was probably peaked. Well, actually, even the early 90s. But then, yeah, he he really went back to the stage with Martin Short. They do. They've been doing a bunch of two-man shows the last decade. Now TV as well. Yeah, yeah. With um, only Murs left, or only Murs in the building. But they've been doing. They've been touring for years together. Yeah. Those two. They're such dynamite. They're so dynamite together. They're but fantastic. Like Will Ferrell still like if he's on a show, if he's doing oh, a presentation, yeah. still great. Still like the funniest dude alive. Yeah. Even if all of his movies that in the last ten years haven't been terrific. I just love like when he goes on a talk show. He always has a bit. And he's sometimes in costume, but he, even if he's not in costume, he still has a bit that he planned. I think my favorite Will Ferrell talk show bit of all time is probably when I think he was on Kimmel. This was like 10 years ago. And uh, Kimmel's just he, like, I didn't even know Will Ferrell was on the show. He, he wasn't like a, a a guest that night, technically. He wasn't on the list. And then Kim, Kimmel's like running a monologue. 
And then Will Ferrell comes out and he's like selling knives. He's like the knife, knife guys. guy. Knife yeah, guys. Knife guys. And so like him and Kimmel are getting in an argument. Will's like, I booked the studio. Can can I please sell these knives? <laughs> and he's like talking to the crowd like an infomercial trying to sell these knives. And they keep going back and forth. And then Ryan Gosling comes out. He's like, Kimmel, what are you doing here? We booked this. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. They it's did another hysterical. one. They did it again. Another uh, knife guys. Yeah, they did a sequel um, years later. But there's uh, my favorite one is he went on Conan. And he was he was dressed he was promoting I can't remember what he was promoting but he was dressed in a, just like a, a normal suit, but he had this big bird on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what the bird's called, but it's like it's like the one of those be- big parakeet. Be- no, no, it's like one of those big white beautiful birds with like colorful feathers on its head, and it's like an exotic kind of bird. Um, pretty Professor r- Feathers, that's what he yeah, called. Yeah, and so and so the bit was that. Um, Conan would be like, "Will, I get, I, I'm sorry, I get a, because Will just was doing it. He played it straight, like there wasn't even a bird there. Exactly. <laughs> and then Conan would be like, "Will, uh, I gotta say, there's what's going on with with the bird here? There's a bird in your shoulder." And then Will would be like, "I don't know what you're talking about, Conan." And then Conan would be like, "Come on, there's a, everybody sees there's a bird in your shoulder." And then then Will goes, "Listen, Conan, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to talk about my work, talk about my movie, anything else <laughs> outside of that." It's not really anybody's business, <laughs> and I'm not comfortable talking about it. <laughs> and then Conan kept wearing him down, and then he said, finally, okay, I'll tell you, his name's Professor Feathers. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but that's not why I'm here. We don't have to make a big deal about it, Conan. <laughs> so, but he just didn't even break at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, so, he's such a great comedic performer. To be able to do that... And not break at all. It's just fantastic. On TV and yeah. everything is crazy. On live TV with millions of people watching you. The Chad Smith one was great as well because Chad Smith, the drummer of the oh, yeah. Chili Peppers, they yeah. like look a lot alike. Yeah. And so they went on the show together. I think it was Kimmel or Conan. I can't remember. Actually, it might have been Conan. And then uh, they wore like the exact same outfit. But Will Ferrell was like adamant that they don't look anything alike. <laughs> <laughs> and He's just, like, like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And then there's another one where they actually have a drum off. It's, it's mm. really great. So... Mm-hmm. Dude, he he never breaks. Yeah, but he he uh, there's so many great outfits and costumes he'll put on and just it, uh, he makes it fun, you know what I mean? Cuz so many talk shows, it's pre-planned, they already know the questions, they already have the stories ready to to say, and it's just kind of like running through the motions, you know what I mean? And it gets yeah. redundant. I used to watch talk shows a lot. Yeah, almost every night. I don't watch them at all anymore because it's just got to be the same thing over and over again. But Will Ferrell, he always makes it fun and exciting, and he's just, he really is a pure entertainer at heart, where he just wants to make people laugh, and he wants to entertain whoever's watching him, and there's really something special about that, where even when he's on a talk show promoting a film, he still can't help that. He has he has that urge to want to uh, make people laugh, which is really, do you know, have you heard the college story of him in college? No. <laughs> um, there was, a, so he went to, I can't remember what, he went, what college he went to, but he was a, uh, Studying sports, um, medicine, me- sports medicine, and he wanted to be a sports anchor, but he's still like the class clown. And um, apparently, there was one class where a teacher was giving a teacher was giving what do you call it when the teachers? I'm sorry, it's USC in sports journalism. Okay, sports journalism. But the the teacher was speaking to their class some lesson, and it's like a big class like lecture. S- lecture, thank you. Stadium seating with like 200 people, 200 students, or even more. And Will Ferrell was attending that school, but he wasn't in that class, but he knew people in that class. 
and he just walked into the classroom dressed as a janitor, <laughs> <laughs> and he and he started like breaking down the door handle and fixing it. <laughs> without, while class, yeah, going while class is going on, and like didn't say a word to anyone, <laughs> but everybody knew, and like he would just do like pranks like that just for fun. And you, you, I mean, that's just evidence that he just had it in him to be. To be an entertainer and to to perf- to be a performer, you know he's, what I mean. He's the best cast member of SNL of all time. I'd in my say opinion. so. I would say he's so. the best performer, and I think he created the best characters and bits. I think probably the best SNL sketch of all time might be the cowbell sketch. Cowbell is up there. Yeah, that might be top five all time. The I mean, mini phone is great. The mini phone's <laughs> great, but I, I think cowbell was so special. The first time I saw that, I was dead. <laughs> Have you ever seen the one where he he could suck his own dick? <laughs> <laughs> so he's in a yoga class. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then out of, out of nowhere, he he's just uh, he he bends forward like they're everyone's doing like a like some kind of sitting stretch, and then he everyone turns like it's they're like in, appalled when they look at him, and he's like he's just going down on himself, and they're like oh my god this is disgusting. He's like I've been going to this class for three years to finally this is my goal to finally be able to do this, and he just like sucks his own dick for like three days straight. <laughs> Harry carries great. Harry carries awesome, but also. I remember uh, there's one where he's like an office employee and it's the 4th of July. 4th of July, yeah. And so he shows up and like, he's like all the employees, they were able to wear like something patriotic like a, to the like office. Like a tie or yeah, something. Yeah, something red, white, and blue. Like it was like have fun with it, wear some flair or something. And then he strolls into the conference room with a red, white, and blue thong <laughs> and like a, a crop top USA yeah, yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> it's just it's like great. hysterical. He's like bending over to get coffee. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just only Will Ferrell. The get off the shed one, that was the, his, the, his, first solo sketch and oh, it, it, yeah. was, it was it was part barbecue, of yeah, right? it was part of his audition for snl that's a character sketch that he that he actually did in his audition and so that was his first sketch as like generally with snl sketches if uh one of the actors is like the lead of that sketch of that scene most of the time they wrote that came up with the scene came up with the character and that's why they're like the lead of that scene. So that's generally how SNL works with the actors and performers. That's a great bit because he's just like on a deck, co- grilling on a on a grill for a barbecue, and like guests come over and him and his wife are like being very. He's like very pleasant, like so talking nice. to everyone. And then he just starts yelling at kids, "Hey, get off the shed! Get off it over there! Get off the fucking shed! <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me come over there!" Then he turns back. So how have you been? Yeah. yeah. Would you like some lemonade? <laughs> he also did a, a cat bit in his audition where he acted like a cat playing with a toy <laughs> just like the physicality of a kitten playing with it and it's you gotta watch it on youtube anyone who's listening it's so funny but one of the one of the best stories is he did this um there's a sketch with the who's the act the comedic actress from boston she was in she's the debbie downer act sketch um i can't remember her name <clears throat> but um she did a sketch she they had a sketch uh, they did a few it was like a series where they were husband and wife. and he, Oh, Rachel. Um, yeah, Rachel. Uh, I can't remember her last Rachel, name. Rachel Dratch. Rachel Dratch. And, and he, they were like very openly sexual couple. Oh, in the and, hot tub one. Yes, yeah. and they would make other people very uncomfortable. But there was one in the hot tub where they, and then Farrell's got this great fake beard. And then they're just like Fallon. And then another actor is playing the other couple in the hot tub. And it's like very casual and friendly. But then they start... Farrell and Dratch start talking about like how sexual they are and their favorite things to do in bed, making the other two very uncomfortable. But apparently, in, in, in uh, Fallon told this on his show, <clears throat> he said that that entire sketch, Will Ferrell under the water kept playing with his leg with his toes, and he kept like <laughs> caressing his leg with his toes the whole time, trying to get Fallon to break. <laughs> so well, that's why he's laughing that whole time. Yeah. yeah. So Fallon, 
Fallon was trying to hold back laughter the whole time because Will Ferrell, in character, doing the performance perfectly, was messing with Fallon under the water the whole time, which is amazing. That's pretty great. I love that. I mean, Will Ferrell, go to SNL performer. One of a kind. One of a kind. Man, they, in 2001, they were peak. Maybe the best the show had ever been. It was great. Because they were also doing great video sketches and everything like that. Yeah, with Sandberg. No, it was before Sandberg got there. 2001. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, yeah. Krista Wig, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, mm-hmm. uh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. That, that cast was stacked. Yeah. I missed that so yeah, much. Yeah, Ferrell's last couple of years was really great. You got anything else for Weekly Chat, man? <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny one. Yeah, that was good for now. Yeah. Was, we went into some some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Talking about analytics and stuff. Super cool stuff. Yeah, All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Weekly Chat number 45. Episodes this week, obviously, Monday was The Last of Us Episode 7, Left Behind Review. Comparing that to the video game and the TV show as well as just breaking down that episode of television. Today, weekly chat. Tomorrow, we're starting our Born Week. We're doing the Born Identity tomorrow on Thursday. The next episode on Friday will be the Born Supremacy. And then the next episode after that on Saturday will be the Born Ultimatum. And then obviously Sunday's movie news. It's going to be really good. They're great episodes. You're not going to want to miss it. We broke down each one in the franchise in general in tomorrow's episode, but then one by one by one. We were like, should we do it on one episode? I was like, fuck it. They should each get it's their a own. marathon. Each get their own episode. It's like a TNT marathon. It's like ABC Family yeah. Harry Potter marathon, except yeah. for Jason Bourne. Yeah. We did that at the end. Of, we did that at the end of every episode. So thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to not miss those episodes this week because there's so much content coming for you. Enjoy yourselves. Have a wonderful day, and talk to you soon. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.